A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Troy Lee. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I haven't had Troy on many shows a couple times on the Pulp Show, I think that's about it. But this one's a little bit more of a deep dive into uh, Troy's career, and uh, starting from uh, helmet painting to visors and to his race team now and everything else that he's got going on. Thank you to Fly Racing. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com. Check out the latest and greatest from the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, Brayton and Osborne and Bogle and Savachi, they all wear it. The, the, it's getting really, really hot right now, so the kinetic mesh is what you want. From the folks at Fly Racing, they got the new light pant without a zipper on it. They've got a, a lot of stuff. They got the patrol line for off-road guys. So they've got everything you need. Fly Racing, please check those guys out. Thank you to Motorsport and thank you to Coba Links. Also, thank you to uh, guys at Maxis Tires. SGB Maxis team is out now, uh, out there now at the Nationals now, and the tire that they are running, the MXSTs, developed by a Troy Lee rider himself, Jeremy McGrath. So thank you to Max's Tires, SGB Max's Tires uh, team. Go go find A-Ray and, uh, and yell at him for us at a national. Why don't you? Mountain bike tires are phenomenal. Also, the Minion tires are great. So please uh, please do that. And uh, thank you to folks at Renthal, of course, the TLD team using Renthal. They've used Renthal for a long time, whether it's chains, sprockets, bars, grips, Renthal.com, a fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, they've got more brands and uh, more titles than all the other brands combined. And thanks to the hard work and dedication detail, the Renthal Factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since the beginning, way back in 1969. And I guarantee you, if you ride or race and you listen to this podcast, you've used something from Renthal. You just had to have. And you've probably had a great experience from it because those guys know what they're doing uh, over in England. So uh, Renthal.com for more information on that. All right, let's dive into Troy Lee. And uh, thanks to Tyler Keith for setting this up. And now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, the great Troy Lee. Troy, thanks for doing this. Uh, really appreciate the time. How are you? Oh, I'm very good, man. Couldn't be better right now. Oh, that's awesome. Good. good to hear. Um, glad things are going well for you. Um, what's been going on with you lately? What's happening? Well, really, I did, took a sabbatical for the first time in uh, 40 years here. So I've just <laughs> been, um, I'm just leaving my brother's house in. Uh, Driggs, Idaho, and uh -huh. saw my mom for a week and went and rode Jackson Hole bicycles and motorcycles for the last, went to Sun Valley and saw my other buddy over there. Just been seeing a bunch of friends I haven't seen in four or five years. And, um, oh, that's awesome. Just yeah. got my tra little trailer behind me and I got my, my, uh, my motorcycle in here, my KTM, and I got a, got my e bike, my specialized e bike, and just been, uh, it's been, uh, 
been amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's awesome. So that actually leads me right into my first question I had for you here written down was, you know, you, you sold some of the business. You stepped back a little bit from the day-to-day grind of you built this company from your garage, right, painting helmets. Um, what's it been like? to have a little less control uh, than you're used to and a little less work than you're used to. Like, how are you adjust to that? And, and I mean, that's every businessman's dream, but sometimes, I mean, it literally is your name on the company. Sometimes, you know, it gets frustrating. How is it for you? Yeah, no, I've, I've got some really good partners. Matter of fact, I just finished breakfast with one of my partners up here and okay. he lives up here too. So um, my, 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 the guys that I sold this to are, are friends and enthusiasts. So that mm-hmm. made, you know, that made a, a big step. They really, they go to the races with me. They, we ride bicycles together and, and uh, fish together. And, and um, they've been really good partners. And, and um, you know, they gave me a 62 page report before they, before I did this deal here, but, um, it's nice not, you know, chasing payroll every week, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I've been doing that for 40 years here now. Well, the last, they, they've been partners for three years yeah. here and, yeah. and to be honest with you, I, I couldn't ask for better partners here. They've, um, we've gone through a little, you know, hired some people and got rid of some people, right. and, but, right. um, I really, my whole life, I've been just trying to surround myself with, with better partners, whether they're, you know, artists and designers or they're, you know, a better CPA or a better banks or, you know, just yeah. if you can align yourself with great people, I think you can accomplish some great things. And I think, um, that's what we're doing right now. I mean, I basically took these partners on because I had some ideas on how to make safer helmets and I wanted to produce more of them. And helmets mm-hmm. is our number one thing for our company. And, um, you know, my forte is, is putting wild colors together and building packages and, and, yeah. you know, I get to focus more than ever on the race team. And that, that's, that's a, I never thought I'd have a race team. Never thought I'd have a 250 factory team and right. then have a 450 factory team <laughs> yeah. and then be able to launch a, a new brand like Gas Gas and have a lot of fun with it. Um, it's, it's, I, I'm super, super fortunate and uh, can't thank the people that have helped me pull this whole thing off. Can't thank them enough. Well, that's cool because, yeah, I know a couple of guys that sold their their business that they built from the ground up and they sold it. And both guys I know left early they're like i i hate the i hate the decisions you people are making with my company and i have no power and i'm out of here you know what i mean so it's certainly gone sideways with people i'm glad it's working out for you yeah no they these guys were gonna be in for three years and they just told me said i don't know let's let's go for another three years and it's it's been a great thing so cool um, cool you know it's letting me do a little perfect a little more of what i'm doing and um and they're running you know doing the business side so Um, i think it's uh it's it's been awesome. You mentioned Gas Gas, and of course Justin Barsha, you uh, winning Anaheim one for you guys. And, and you know what? It's I was talking to Tyler Keith about this a little while ago. Barsha's such a perfect fit for your company, your brand. Uh, it really couldn't have worked out any better. Uh, I know you guys are talking to Dylan Ferrandez for a little bit, and there's rumors of other guys, but Bam Bam and you guys—that's uh, perfect. It really is a nice fit. Yeah, no, it's he's, he's super. You know, he's one of those guys that. You know, he's just at my house a couple of weeks ago, building a mini bike track at my house in Laguna with my kids. And, you know, we go mountain biking and, mm-hmm. and, uh, even with, with our relationship with Sony pictures, you know, they're like, man, this guy's, this guy's amazing. We need to get him in Hollywood. Nice. <laughs> so he's, he's just, uh, he's great, great, great for our brand. You know, we're all about having, you know, playing hard and racing hard, yeah. but, uh, we want to have fun too. And he's got that kind of personality, you know? I've always made the joke in my columns and in my podcast that your truck at Anaheim's is like a, a rave. You know what I mean? Like it looks like everyone's yeah. having a lot of fun at these races, and then there's some racing going on also. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. how that's and that was the big thing. That was the big move why we moved to Gas Gas. It was right. a lot, little bit more playful and uh-huh. not quite so serious. And they, you know, that was really excited about the the models that they're coming out with. A lot more play play models, you know, that, right. that for the families and the wives and the and the kids and electric mini bikes. And sure, when I saw the lineup and the e bikes that they're working on, I was like, man, I want to be part of this. This is this is a good vibe. Uh, no, it is. It it really fits nicely. How much are you involved in the race team? Tyler Keith does a great job, of course. He's run it for a number of years. Will Hans there now. Uh, he's he's going to do yep. a good job. But you got Roger. You got Jonah, Robert Jonas in Europe. You got Roger. You know, you got Pierre at the very top of KTM. How much Pit like buyer. Pit Buyer? Yeah, good yep. good point. Pit Buyer. How much do you check in with those guys, or how much do you make decisions day to day and that kind of stuff? I mean, I imagine when they say, hey. You know, we're we're looking at uh, uh, Justin Barsha. You you weigh in, but how much involved are you? Um, I'm I'm I get the balls rolling, okay. and then I let my guys try to make the decision. You know, I mean, yep. I, I you know I talked. You know, I, I knew this gas gas thing was a, a possibility, mm-hmm. and and when I felt that it was the right time, it, you know, my company was to be honest with you, were a little bit. Most of my partners, you know, and I think Tyler will tell you too, he was a little panicked on this because he's worked um, so hard to, to, you know, accomplish great things with KTM. And then when this thing came up, it was, you know, I remember him saying, God, this is kind of like a a slug in the stomach here, man. You know, (laughs) what what are we doing here? You want to switch to this new brand? I go, there's some pieces of this puzzle, Tyler, that feel really good to me. And, and I just said, I just want you to come in and be a fly on the wall and listen here. Um, and then I, you know, I had to serve it up to my board guys too. And, sure. And, yeah. Um, and, and in the middle of a pandemic, so it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a tough project um, to get, you know. And I had to go find some more money. My board member said, "Hey, if you can find the money and okay. find some new sponsors, then." Yeah. But we go, you know, we go from a three million dollar team to a five million dollar team, you know. Right. Right. Um, and um, and I just, it just. I do a lot of lot of things from my gut instinct, and it just felt um, I like the models and the, and the diversification of the models of motorcycles and bicycles and stuff that they're coming out with. Yeah, yeah. An opportunity to their marketing strategy was was on task with what where we're at. You know, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more playful um, because I, I love working hard, but I want to play really hard too. Yeah. And, um, and it just was, uh, you know, KTM is a, is a great brand, and I can't thank them enough for giving us the opportunity, but for us to lead this Gas Gas brand. And I had a relationship. They were our distributor in uh, Spain, so I had a little bit of, okay. you know, love for them also in that category. Um, and I am and I am flying in, in two weeks here, flying to the Tour de France, and then I'm going to Girona, Spain, to see the trials bikes built. And oh, cool. So yeah. I... I you know, I, I, I put my fingers in the water where I think I need to, and, mm-hmm. and I try to hire people, you know, just keep surrounding myself with great people. Tyler's been doing an amazing job with the race team, and my job is to, to make it look right and find the sponsorships. And, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I it's, it's it's been working out well. I'll it, keep my fingers crossed that we keep going to the next level. And Yeah, it's, gone, it from, it's gone from a 250 West Coast Honda team privateer to a 450 factory supported Justin Barsha winning Anaheim team, you know, pretty remarkable, yeah. pretty cool. And even and it even started before then with me and Jeremy McGrath and Jeff Ward and yeah. racing Supermoto, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I never thought about it. yeah Supermoto, right? Yeah, 
yeah, the company got a little, you know, I'm like, man, I've, I've got the company to a level where I'm like, I want to go back racing and Jeremy wanted to race and Wardy wanted to race and they're my friends. And right, right. So, uh, no, oh. it's, uh, it's a dream come true. Hopefully right. I can keep, keep, uh, keep evolving. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's jump in the time machine here a little bit. We don't have a ton of time with you. So I got a lot of stuff that I want to get to. Um, you're painting helmets. You're in Southern California. You're painting helmets for Andy Jefferson and different guys and, and really putting yourself on the map. What makes you decide to do the first visor and how do you do it? And, and, and what, what kind of comes to mind that, Hey man, these helmets need to have a cooler visor. Um, well, I, I think it was, I think the good thing is that I, I, I tried to be a pro racer for a long time right. and every time I got hurt, I just kept painting helmets, you know, and my grandfather kind of helped, you know, started Bonneville. And so he was in racing and my dad raced Speedway and, and, and motocross at CZ. So I kind of been born into this. And when I was painting the helmets, you know, I think we just did a, we ended up doing a little, uh, cartoon video for my company on, um, I started painting, you know, Larry Brooks was a good friend of mine and, mm -hmm. and Jeff Ward and O'Mara. And I, I kept pop rivet in the helmets, you know, so they could have them, you know, Magoo wanted his straight up and longer and Johnny okay. O'Mara wanted his with a little arc visor. And, yeah. Yeah. And you almost want to adjust your visor sometimes for the, for the day, you know? So I started making it adjustable. And when I started painting helmets and then I had to stick an ugly visor on there <laughs> or, um, it just killed it. You know, it's like, okay, you're, you're painting, you know, you're painting a really bitching car and then you got to put an ugly grill on it, you know? Right. And I just, uh, you know, and it was really my mom too. She really helped me support me on my first mold. You know, she split every, my mom has been amazing. Every time my first compressor, she paid half of it. You know, my first uh, molds for my visor, she paid half of it. So oh, wow. That's cool. She, uh, yeah, yeah. she really believed in it. She, she worked for my company for a long time and, and believed in, you know, there's a lot of things that she didn't believe in and then she wouldn't help me. But when she believed in something <laughs> that I was doing, she's, you know, um, she's, she supported it. And, um, yeah, I said, you know, I get done painting the helmet for Jeff Ford and I want to put a cool candy green, you know, a green visor yeah. or something. And, and they didn't have it. They just had one of those black ones with the snaps all wiggled around on. And right. So they were duck, you know, and I did the same thing. I have pictures of me duct taping my visor on so the thing wouldn't fly off. And I'm like, no use painting, you know, putting gold leaf and pinstripe and things if you got to duct tape a visor on, you yeah. know, it just killed it, you yep. know. So it, um, and really Malcolm Smith really gave me my start. He was the first person that I carried out the visors to. And, and um, he said, I want to, I want to distribute these for you, Troy. I think you're onto something. Oh, no way. Really? That's how it works. Because, okay. Yeah, yeah. They were like, you know, 10 bucks at the time and yep. the visor you could buy at the time for $3. And okay. a lot of people, you know, I, I took it out to quite a few people. And they're like, I don't want to buy a $10 visor. <laughs> I'd rather buy a $3 visor. You know? <laughs> but you're like, look how cool this looks, but they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do have to thank Malcolm up and down for uh, believing in me. And it was, it was nice to see the orders come in. I really was like, that's when I thought, well, maybe I'm on to something. Right, you know, I, right. I saw the orders come in and, and he reordered and reordered and started doing more colors. And oh. then I realized, well, shoot, maybe I should make some, you know, some, some stickers. And, and Mitch Payton made me my first Troy Lee shirt, you know? Yeah. Um, he took some art cause I always, you know, I designed all Mitch's stuff for him, you right. know, the, the first peak bikes and their helmets and, you know, even starting back with Andy Jefferson and, and, um, Ashcraft and, you know, there's quite a few guys, Jeff Jennings. I painted. Yeah, Mitch, when I was racing for Mitch blames you oh. for doing the t-shirts with the, uh, like you made t-shirts in like 88 or 89 with RJ and, and Damon and all these guys on it. But Mitch says they conveniently forgot to ask the OEMs if they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I, I, he blames you for that. 
I ask for forgiveness a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if, you, if you go if you go through all the paperwork, it'll never happen. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so the Arrow Two comes out. I mean, God, you might did you sell a million Arrow Twos, Troy? I mean, good God, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's a million, but it, it right. we sold a I sold a lot. It seemed like every yeah. you had to have one. I mean, I had the original one. Uh, I bought the Arrow Two, or my parents did, anyways. And it seemed like everybody had to have that Arrow Two when it came out. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and it really, it really helped selling them all to the BMX kids and everything too. Okay, you know. And then I started making visors for mountain bike helmets because no, you know nobody had visors for bicycle helmets, so I did one for Tomac and and um, you know Bob Roll and all the top guys mm-hmm. um, back then at Overland and and. Um, and that kind of put me into the bicycle market a little bit too. And I started racing bicycles, uh, cross country and, and downhill and, uh, Greg Herbal. And, and, uh, then I did a little helmet collection with uh, showy, which was awesome. They were good, good people. Mm-hmm. And, um, they came out with a jet ski helmet with no visor on it. And I turned, put a visor on it and turned it into a mountain bike helmet. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, so at this point when you're doing the original visor and you're doing the arrow two. Is that what's driving the company or, or is helmet painting still is what drives the business at this point at a young uh, Troy Lee designs? Or is it these visors that are really, you know, crushing it for you? At, at that time, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Back then. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, basically, yeah. Every time I got hurt, I will well, turn back to paint, you know, helmets. And um, and then I finally realized I'm like, man, I'm not going to be a pro racer. So I right. put more effort into it ever. But Visors really started paying the visors and stickers is what I yeah. did for probably five years, just just selling tons of visors and tons of stickers, and and then I started doing some t-shirts and stuff like that. Um, the helmet painting has always been one of those kind of break even. I think today, okay. even today, because right. we do so many IndyCar and NASCAR guys, and yeah. like at the at the Indy 500 this year, I think we had 108 helmets. Oh wow! But yeah. why we have 108 is because we do all the over the wall helmets. You know, the guys, that yep. they're changing the tires and all that. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, and then we do a lot of the drivers, but we do all, it's almost cooler seeing all the crews, you know, having our helmets on changing the tires. It took me a while to get that. I really worked with one of the guys at Pinsky there and we helped finally, we kept seeing dry, um, mechanics getting hit when the Indy cars were coming in. And I'm like, these guys need helmets, man. These cars are coming in too fast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's, it, that's kind of a dream come true to, to get the, all the, all the, mecha- um, the wheel changers and fuelers yeah. wearing our helmets, you know, and I, I just love IndyCar. Yeah. You've um, always been there, right? You've always been an IndyCar guy for sure. Paul Tracy, you did some great helmets for Paul yeah. Tracy back in the day. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. You know, I love working in different sports, you know, I, I was love working thinking, with mountain bike. I love working I was th- in motocross. I was thinking the IndyCar stuff you liked cause it was a biggest, a bigger canvas for you a little bit, you know? I don't know. Maybe not. Well, but. it's 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 really taught me a lot on on how those guys. You know, I get to work directly with the Pinsky guys and and Chip Ganassi and mm-hmm. and how they structure their team and bringing in sponsors and and I've learned a lot on that to, about bringing sponsors to my team. You know, it's not sure. Don't just don't look in your in your your only your motorcycle well. You know, look outside and try to bring Atari Hotels and Sony Pictures and right. C-SPAN. You know, a lot of our sponsors, PPG, Adidas, um, yeah. Yeah, Adidas. I think it, you know, and then and then it makes all the product that we're doing. I never thought we'd be selling, you know, Troy Lee team product, you know, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of our biggest things selling, you know, gas gas Troy Lee with all the sponsors on it, kind of a kind of an IndyCar NASCAR feel, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, it must pain you 
to see the individual helmets uh, go away these days. Uh, you know, Troy Lee included, you guys have your own stock paint jobs. Everybody has a great-looking uh, stock helmet now. Uh, you don't just buy them yep. white, black, or whatever. And the individualistic helmets have kind of gone away like we used to have back in the day. I mean, it's good for business for you. Like you said, you're selling a ton of them, but it's got to pain you, Troy, as an artist, to not see these riders with individual paint paint designs now. Well, really, it's really... You know, probably 70% of the helmets that come out of our, they go into production. Like this weekend, I just had them just send me right now what, um, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this right now, but right now um, we're running a whole Evil Knievel kit this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, cool. So it, we've, we hand paint the helmets and yep. I'm, I'm working on a Vegas and a, a Vegas kit for next year, and I got octopus all over the helmet. So <laughs> I still draw them, and yeah, then yeah. we paint the one-off one. But to to make pay the bills, we need to reproduce it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And if we just um, once in a while, they'll get a one-off helmet painted um, that we just pinstripe and gold leaf the numbers and mm -hmm. some stuff. But um, yeah, it's definitely every, every time we once I come up with an idea that I love. Um, I love putting the whole package together. So we got Evil Knievel gloves, jersey, yeah, pants, yeah. helmets, and um, even we played with the graphics this weekend too. So that, that's that's really what I still love to do. It's still it's before I used to just get to paint the helmet, but now yeah. I get to make the whole. True. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping that my whole deal is that TV goes. Oh my God! What's Troy got this weekend? You know. <laughs> um, so. so you you're putting an ad in MXA for paint for a helmet painter way back in the day, and. I'm sending, uh, I sent my helmet to you way back in the day. I, I sent one to uh, Serrano and you know, you, you, everyone's doing yep. custom helmets back then. When do you, when do you look around your garage or your shop and go, shit, I can't paint all these helmets myself. Like I got to hire someone. Uh, do you remember that moment where you just had like 600 helmets that guys are waiting for all across the country? Yeah, I mean, it, it started slowly, and it would start and then stop. I went back to painting jet skis and mailboxes and no smoking <laughs> signs at the swap meet. And uh, I just got done leaving my mom's house, and she's got no smoke. I got For a while, I was doing no smoking signs at the swap meet, and I was killing it, you know? Um, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I wasn't sure helmets were ever going to take off. Right. But um, that did uh, – I painted Jody – Weisel, he really gave me a, a good start here. Um, I painted his orange helmets with the MXA, yep. and um, he gave me a little business card ad in the back. And I do remember the day coming home and, and seeing in my front porch going, whoa, there's like six helmets on the porch that showed up while I – because right. basically when I was doing that, I was really welding pipes for Mitch Payton. Okay, yeah. In his parents' garage in, in uh, Norco. Yeah. And I remember the day going into Mitch going, Mitch, man, I, I got enough helmets showing up at my house. I really want, I'd, I'd love to be an artist maybe instead of a pipe welder. Right. So um, my good friend, Randy Flesher, I taught him how to weld pipes. And I said, Mitch, let me work another guy in to help weld the pipes. Yeah. And um, so I can, so I can paint helmets and, and uh, see if there's a way I can make a living painting helmets. Yeah. Nobody was really, really doing that, you know? No, no. I saw one of your, I saw a Magoo. A buddy of mine in Georgia has a Magoo 18 open face, and uh, it's one. Of, it's got to be one of your first ones. Your signature on yeah. the back is a little bit different than as it yeah. as it evolved. And I'm like, this has to be an early like whatever they were 83, 82, yep. something like that. I'm like, this has got to be one of Troy's first helmets. Yeah, might even be an 81. But Magoo was uh, we grew up as kids in Northern California, racing and stuff, and he was the guy that really. You know, he's the one that said, put your name on the front of 
on the, you know, put your name on it. And I'm like, Oh, oh man, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, he really that. inspired me to put, I have one of a couple of two originals that he's given me. And I, you know, the original visors that I hand baked in my mom's oven. And, yeah. um, I signed it with a silver Sharpie across the top of the visor. And wow. So, um, and then when Magoo just kept getting faster and faster and, you know, him, Jeff Ward, I mean, there's some guys that are, you know, Paul Tracy, Jeremy McGrath, yeah. uh, you know, let me just kind of go wild and do all sorts of things that I shouldn't do. Fins and flags and dingle balls. Oh, and, right. You know, yeah. $100 was, bills. And <laughs> so that leads me to my next question. Was there ever a helmet you did for a guy that he just wouldn't wear? You said, "Hey, uh, uh, Wardy or o- Omera, check the- check this out," and they were like, "Yeah, no, Troy, I'm not doing that." Has there ever been one? Uh, I'm sure there have. I'm trying to think of that. <laughs> more, more, um, the spon- you know, more like an IndyCar and stuff where the sponsors are, you know, um, coming to me, going, "Hey, wait a minute, we're putting a ton of money. You, the logo's too okay, the wrong yeah. color or weird right. or right." Um, you know, and there's been some helmets that that I've given riders over the years that they've gone out and crashed in practice, crashed in the main, crashed. They go, I'm not wearing this helmet anymore. You know, right, right. But um, you know, the way I kind of design things for like the IndyCar guys, because those guys have, you know, they're not going racing if they're not taking care of their mm-hmm. Verizon or Pins Oil or yeah, yeah. or Target. You know, right. So um, I try to start out with the sponsors in place and respect their guidelines and style guides. Um, and then I says, okay, if now we can play with a helmet and, um, have fun with it, you know? Right. Right. Um, which helmets, oh God, this is a dumb question. You've been asked it a thousand times, but I have to ask it like, which ones stand out for you? I can think of a couple of TLD ones that I'm just like some of the dogger ones, uh, late 80 dogger ones, obviously Jeremy, uh, a couple of Jeremy ones when you came up with the fin, that blew everybody's mind, but what stands yeah. what stands out for you? Um, definitely like Scott Russell. Oh uh, yeah, when he ran the, yep. I, I liked it because they outlawed the fins because they said they were knocking it was knocking seconds off their lap times. You know, yeah. So, yeah. AMA and FIM were like outlawing the fins on the helmets. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that just started in you know drawing a helmet for Scott Russell at my desk and kind of sketching a fin on the back. Um, yeah. and that really came from my, my grandfather's Bonneville car in 1949. He had a fin on the back of his Bonneville car. You know, they had the belly tankers back then and mm-hmm. he put a fin on the back of it. And I'm like, wow, oh, we got to put a fin on the helmet. It makes them look faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there, there's, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's the helmet. Sometimes it's the wind that comes with a helmet. Um, yeah. you know, I, I still get just excited like a little kid, you know, like having, Helio Castroneves win the Indy 500 this year. I'm like, yeah, one right. almost won the Indy 500 again. Sweet. You yeah, know? yeah, that's got to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Troy Lee. Cobalt Links. For over 25 years, Cobalt Links has been based out of Boise, Idaho, making links for making lowering links for motorcycles of all types from Aprilia to Yamaha, used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. Uh, like the first link, each one is still CNC in Idaho for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Increase your plushness, improve your cornering, gain confidence by having a lower center of gravity. Cobalinks.com, 15% off any link and free shipping by using the code PulpMX. Cobalinks.com, built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. Uh, follow them on Instagram also, uh, at Cobalinks over on uh, Instagram, K-O-U-B-A links.com. Use the PulpMX code to save. Thank you to Motorsport, OEM and Aftermarket Parts, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Ryan Villapoto, myself, 
all motorsport guys. Uh, they got great prices, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks, which is a pretty good deal. They got a bunch of gearheads over there looking to help you out. If you have any issues with motorsport, any problems, email me using the contact form on Pulp MX, and I'll pass that on to Scott and the boys at Motorsport, and they can uh, really, really um, um, dial you in and help you get whatever you want from the guys at Motorsport. They have so many products, it's ridiculous. Go through the banner on PulpMX.com or PulpMXShow.com, um, and you can uh, look at all of our partners and the sales that are going on. I think there's some X-Brand goggle sales. There used to be a Michelin sale on there. I think there was a Guts Racing sale. And, uh, yeah, support the shows, uh, the companies that support these shows, man. hope you're enjoying the podcast. Back to Troy Lee. Um, were you, would you get, like, so some years growing up, like Johnny, I can think of Johnny and Brock as two guys that would go to different painters and then come back to you uh, over the years. Yep. Like, did, did you get butt hurt? Did that affect your personal relationships with these guys? Because I mean, you're buddies with all these guys back in the day. How did how did that go for you? Were you were you pissed no, off? Or? I think, no, I mean, most of the time, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm okay with it, you know, because right. most of the time those those helmets were free. And I'm like, you know what? If the guy can do a better job for, I mean, and there's never been a lack of work either, you know. Um, yep. Yep. So, I mean, I do definitely respect, you know, the, 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 you know, Jeremy's and Wardy's and those guys that have been so loyal to me, Right, right. but it's hard to, but I'm also like best friends with those guys too. So, you know, there's some, and you know, I mean, I'm still good friends with Brock, but I'm like, Brock, you want to try somebody else? Go for it. You right. Know? Okay. So you never um, were like butthurt over it. You, it was fine. No. And I, and I really have a lot of respect for all the helmet painters out there. I even feel bad sometimes when they would come back and like, well, give the guy a call and let him know. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, we, you know, we're doing Jimmy Johnson's helmets, and he's been really super fun to work with. And, you know, he's got seven NASCAR championships, and I feel bad. You know, he's he came to me, and I said, "Is your painter going to be okay?" I know it's a hard way to make a living painting, man. I've I've worked yeah. till two in the morning, plenty of nights, you know, and um, so I, I have a lot of respect for the artists out there. You know, I think that's. I still look at myself as an artist, you know, um, and I, I, I try to treat people as fair as possible. Well, listen, Troy, I sent my helmet. I'm Canadian, and back in the day, I sent my helmet. I'm not going to give the name of the, the company, but I sent my helmet to a guy uh, in California, and I got it back, and it had a giant American flag on it. And and, and this oh. is, and, and, my, and I'm from Canada, and I was like, yeah. yeah, this is a tough deal to pay $700 or whatever, and I got a, yeah. I got an American flag on my helmet. So just please tell me you didn't ever do that to anybody. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but I have done – I have done – I remember a guy, I can't even remember what – I think it was like 68, and I ended up doing a 68, and all I could do was laugh, but – 68 on one side and an 86 on the ah. other side. <laughs> Call and I'm, I'm like, sorry, dude. Sorry, like, I'll fix it, man. My, my bad. I was also right. laughing so hard, too. I'm like, oh, my God, man. Yeah. Maybe too many paint, too many paint fumes. <laughs> was, the, was the JT – and I, I'll stand by this because I have one in my studio here. Was the JT ALS 2 the coolest helmet to paint or what? Like, come on. Yeah, it was fun. I yep. Really, I just talked – I just texted John Gregory this morning and – I'm trying to, on my sabbatical, I'm trying to go by his ranch, and he says stop by, but I didn't realize that I have to stop by, park at the airport, he's going to pick me up in his plane, and then fly me oh, to shit, his ranch. Oh, shit, really? Oh, damn, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, I don't have that much time, man. Right, right. I want to come see you. <laughs> and, he, and he's such a great character, man. He sent but, me. Uh, yeah, doing yeah, yeah, go ahead. All the, yeah, doing all the JTs, wrapping around, super time-consuming. Right, right. But it was cool stretching the JTs and making them fit all the way around, and then outlining them and fading them. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and he also had the coolest gear. He, he really, he, you know, definitely was an inspiration to everything I do. I mean, he built 
beautiful packages. I and mean, here's the cool chest protector. Here's the cool gear. Yep. And for me, for me to work on the helmets with him and and even um, Jim Hale when they were doing Axo, I painted all the helmets for his when he wasn't even doing helmets. But, okay. Um, yeah. Matches gear, but right. just to just to work with those icons is is cool. You know, they're great people. I've but, got a know. I've got a original photo of Dogger and his bad bone stuff from the JT yep. offices that John autographed on the back and sent to me. And uh, oh, awesome. yeah, it's like Dogger with his with his porn star mustache, bad bo- yep. bad bones pants. Like it doesn't get any cooler, right? And then so. yeah. Um, how has Mitch Payton changed over the years? Uh, I think we've mellowed out a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, we 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 know how to slow. You know, we we definitely definitely pushed the envelope quite a few times together, which was fun. We look back on it now, but uh, right, you know. Um, there was sometimes his mom and my mom were not proud of us. <laughs> well, the, Mitch told us a story about the sod uh, at Marie oh, Callender's. Yeah, that, was, right. that one didn't go real well. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, well, what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is like you know I know many people who rode for Mitch and worked for Mitch for a long time, and he was gnarly, right? As a race team guy, like he would not be scared oh, yeah. to tell you you suck or you need to get better. Or there's a famous story of him mailing running shoes to every rider on his team, right? Um, yeah. Get in better shape, and you, Troy. I don't know you very well, but you seem like the total opposite of a team owner, you know, when you started your race team. Like, it just seems like, how could you be f- such buddies with Mitch? You you operate in such different ways. Well, Mitch played just as hard as I did. Yeah. Um, and he's probably just, you know, there's definitely a serious side of me. Um, okay. But, okay, there is. All right. Good to know. You know, right. I mean, I, I know I have to be professional and we need to... You know, I wouldn't have all the sponsors that we have without, you know, you know, having a professional side of us. And I think Tyler um, really helps, you know, be be that professional side, too. Um, I know sometimes, you know, even Tyler gets on me going, Troy, shape up, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Pull this together, Troy. Pull it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yep. you know, Mitch, Mitch, is, Mitch is like I am, man. He, he works really hard and plays really hard. I mean, I've I rode for Mitch, so yeah. I know exactly. I've been zip tied and felt markered from him you know and <laughs> right and uh, you know so uh yeah bro uh, bro show has told me some great stories from back in the day for sure yeah we've we've yeah and we have a lot of respect for each other you know i love going over to him and going mitch you killed it tonight and right i love when mitch comes over and goes troy you deserve this you know mm-hmm. it's you know there's a part of us that we know that you know we, we did we both dig really deep and uh you know we want to we want to be proud of what we do Right, absolutely. Uh, what product did you make that didn't work? Uh, what product did you think was going to kill it and didn't work? Like, I'm thinking of the visors that you would put on, like just the visor you would wear around your yeah, head. sun visors. Right. Yeah. So, like, was there something that didn't work? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I would sell. I go, okay, well, I'm selling, you know, half a million of these visors here for motorcycle helmets. I should be able to sell, you know, we got a lot more people in the world going mm-hmm. to the beach. So, um yeah, I started making sun visors and um, it was just a little bit hard because it was out of my, you know, it was like all of a sudden a whole different uh, distribution, you know, right. you had to go to surf stores yeah. and, and, you know, um, so I did go to all the jet ski races and hand painted them under a, you know, a 10 by 10 awning and, and, um, and we sold, a, we sold a ton of them too. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I, I started to realize a little bit, I just need, it's good for me to you know, I don't mind working weekends and I love going to the races and that's where I want to play. So, um, 
I, I try to play where I work, you know? Right. And, and then I don't mind um, working on weekends. And I think if you, you know, dedicate yourself and work weekends and, and hang out with the right people and bring your right, put the right group together, you're going to win at stuff, you know? Right. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's, I try to do a, like a mercury taillight that shut off with a mercury switch in it for, for street bikes. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm sure there's something, you know, I mean, I still today, I mean, we're, you know, we, we start jumping into doing, you know, more, more clothing. Then we slow the clothing down a little because the helmets are going so good. So right. um, that was really good. The really good thing about when I brought some partners in, they said, you know, you're doing, you know, a hundred things. Let's eliminate 20 of them and do 80 of them better and make sure, sure. they're on time. And I'm on, and uh, kind of, they kind of, they're really good at numbers and showed me, Hey, you're doing all this, but you're not really making you know, you're not making much profit on these things. All you're doing is just burning the midnight oil with, you know, yeah. myself and the employees here. So let's let's focus on the 80 things and do them right and cut 20 of them out. And then once we get these going, we can come back and start putting some more stuff in. So that's kind of what we're doing here right now. Yeah, well, it's working, man. Um, and thanks for the time. I really appreciate it, Troy. I know you're busy and you're on sabbatical and you still agree to do this. So I really, really uh, appreciate it. Thanks to Tyler Keith for helping set this up. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. congratulations, man. Congratulations on all the success you've had with the business and the race team and everything else. Uh, yeah. Great job. Thank, thank Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to keep doing it. Awesome. Thanks, Troy. Okay. Take care. Thanks for listening to the fly racing. Steve Mathis show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. 
I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omaha. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Right, as the day-